from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Wednesday, August the 17th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you, and our apologies right off the top. Because I owe it to you, dear listener. Uh, you have come to expect this show every day at 4 o'clock, and today I did not deliver. So my sincere apologies, but we ran into some serious, serious technical issues uh, when it comes to our scrums. And so despite our best efforts, and uh, I, I truly mean this, Jack the Intern does a very great job every single day uh, getting us our, uh, our scrum audio and video that we come to expect, but we ran into some uh, unforeseen technical issues today. Uh, so no scrum, so unfortunately we won't hear from Coach O. Um, we won't hear from Mike Johnson, two guys we spoke to today, uh, but we will make sure we're back and uh, figure out the issue for tomorrow's show to get you the audio you have come to expect here on uh, Thai Cats today. So again, sincere apologies on that. Uh, but coming up on today's show, we will be joined by Luke Tasker. So when you think about it, you know, Luke Tasker is a pretty great guest to have on. In the best of times, uh, especially uh, when we don't have any audio from practice. So we'll get to all that coming up on today's show. I have the injury report in my hand, and we'll get to that as well. Of course, all of this leading up to Saturday's game, Ticats taking on the Alouettes in Montreal. It is a 4 o'clock kickoff. Keep that in mind. So that means we'll be on the air with our pregame coverage right here on the Ticats Audio Network starting at 3 o'clock. As uh, Bubba O'Neill will be joined by Mike Daly this week. That's because Andy Fantuz joining RJ Broadhead in the booth for the play-by-play. That starts at 4 o'clock. And again, uh, as every game day starts, you can check it out on the Ticats Audio Network with a, a brand new episode of Tiger Cats Game Day with Courtney Steven and Mike Daly. So make sure you subscribe, you like, so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows here for you, including a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy. I had a chance to catch up with uh, Sean Campbell, and uh, you can hear that conversation. Should be posted uh, right about by the time you're listening to this. So hopefully, uh, if you're looking for it, Ticats Audio Network is where you can find it. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. All right, still ahead in just a second. We're going to be joined by Luke Tasker, former Ticat, Ticat's audio network analyst. But right now, while we have you, let's check out the Ticat's injury report. And uh, you may have seen Dave Naylor yesterday was reporting that uh, Dane Evans missed practice. You know, I can confirm that. The injury report confirms that as well. Uh, he did not practice. Uh, I asked Coach about it. Naylor's report seemed to indicate that he was day-to-day. Uh, that's kind of the word we got back from Coach. He said that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, the day-to-day status. Questionable, likely, for uh, for Friday, but we'll keep our eye on that. But good news, he was limited at practice today. Uh, he was one player who did not practice who was back. Uh, Malik Carney was back out there as a full participant. He didn't practice uh, yesterday, but was back out there today. Anthony Federico, he's dealing with a head injury. He did not practice. This one hurts. Simone Lawrence... Did not practice for the second day in a row. Jamal Roll did not practice for the second day in a row. Siante Evans did not practice for the second day in a row. So two guys uh, in the secondary. Alden Darby was a healthy scratch. He was a full participant for the second day in a row. That's good, especially if you consider the fact that Siante and Jamal are both out. Uh, 
great to have an option like Alden Darby to go to, and it looks like that's what it, uh, it'll look like. Uh, Bailey Feltmate did not practice. He's dealing with a quad injury. And uh, Kyle Wilson, who missed last week, uh, he was a full participant. Pappy White, he's been on the six-game injured list. Uh, this is week five of that. So he is allowed back to practice uh, without being taken off the six-game injured list. He was a full participant today, uh, but likely we will not see him this week. Uh, because uh, he's still on the six-game injured list, but the rules around the injured list, just for clarification, in case you didn't know, uh, if you were on the six-game injured list, uh, you are allowed practicing at week five, so that you are in shape, I guess, uh, when week six rolls around, that you are available to uh, rejoin the lineup. So good to see Pappy White back out there. Won't see him this week, very likely, as he remains on the six-game injured list. All right. I'm very pleased now to be joined by my good friend Luke Tasker, Ticats Audio Network analyst, a former Ticat himself. And uh, Luke, put your player hat on for me to start here. Uh, you win a big game at home on Friday. How do you keep that momentum going during the week? You know, it starts kind of with like a just a deep breath of like fresh air. Like, man, finally, like we we can do it. Like we know we proved to ourselves. Everybody else is, can believe now we, we can do it. We can finish these games off the right way. And it kind of, it, it's a monkey off your back. You know, it really, it really feels that way. And you can start to recognize those times in the games where early in the season, you know, that snowball was starting to drift down the side of the mountain in the third and fourth quarter. And it was like, Oh my, Oh no. You know, and now you can kind of say, Hey, you know, we've, we've been here before and we can, we can figure these things out late in the game. We can put points on the board late in the game and, you know, we can, we can air the ball out and throw it, throw it deep and take our shots. And, uh, you know, across the board, you, you, you've heard with all the content this week from coach and uh, with your, with your show, Louie and, it's just complimentary football, you know, and all three phases can kind of gain a little bit of confidence. Then that's what it is, man. It's success and confidence. They, uh, they, they build alongside of each other. Who, who needed the best kind of bounce back back performance? Was it, was it special teams? Was it seeing the offense? I mean, all three elements were were great. You'd mentioned it complimentary football, but it seemed like someone needed to step up and they all did. Yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it. And I think if you look at each unit, you know, offensively, it's been the whole season. People have been waiting for that offensive unit to finish a game. Right. And so and so they they came around and did that in a very, very big way Uh, on the special team side. It was just the last week, kind of last two weeks, uh, but but prior to that Toronto game where you're mm. saying, well, you got, you know, the special teams unit needs to get back to their excellence in coverage, uh, excellence, excellence in return game of course Lawrence Woods was spectacular but that goes along with all the return unit I mean those guys were out there working in a 25 yard average return Mm. after having gotten one a long one called back is is just an unbelievable number um so great job by that special teams unit and then it's and then the defense uh with their pressure and their aggressive aggressiveness in the defensive secondary you know, I don't know if the defense you'd really say had to earn that or like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if we were all just like sitting here saying, you know, the defense needs to have a great game. They've been playing pretty well. And if they've had a deficiency here and there in one game or another, they they've, they've also had a lot of strong suits and, but, uh, but they, they continued on, on that, uh, on that pathway and really all three phases have put together an amazing game, but especially second half, second half, fourth quarter. 
Yeah, and I, I go back to, you know, after the touchdown, the defense comes, and then the very first play of the series, Mike Johnson gets that big sack to, to set Toronto back. Can you talk about what it means on the sidelines for, for the offense that, you know, you go out there, you, you have a long drive that, that converts with a touchdown, and then you go out and you see your defense make a play the very next play. What does that do for an offense on the sidelines? That's, ex- that's exactly right. Louis and we were talking about it in the broadcast and like it, it is that that starts to build across the phases you really can feed off of each other and I think Micah Johnson ha- has kind of stepped up in the last in the last couple of weeks here I mean we've been talking we've been calling his name out a lot more in the broadcasting booth and he's had some sacks that have been just huge uh and at crucial moments um but but it is it is a great feeling when you when you put that when you string a long drive together and then your defense goes out there and gets the opposing offense off the field quickly you the game really it starts to feel like things are really really going in uh, in your your favor there especially when then you get set up by an amazing uh punt return which pretty much happened almost every single time that Lawrence Woods was able to touch the ball uh in the return setting uh in the game so uh, oh yeah i mean that that momentum and that ability for the offense that uh put something together and then only a few minutes later, go out and get another chance. It's uh, it is addictive. That's, that's what you want as a player. Uh, put your uh, receiver hat on for a second, Tim white, you know, the week before had uh, one catch for six yards the week before that two catches uh, when you're kind of having that. And I don't want to say slump, but hadn't scored a touchdown since week six. What is it play? Like, like the one Tim made, that led to the touchdown that, that eventually set up the game winner. Right. Um, what does that do for a receiver to make that play and, and feel like you got off this, you know, schneid sort of, so to say. I think it, uh, I think it's huge. And it's one thing if Tim white goes down the field and just makes the catch, cause it was contested. It was kind of, you know, messy at the point of, of uh, impact with the ball, but he didn't just make the catch. He kind of, he was able to, almost one hand of that against his, against his body and have the athleticism and awareness to stay on his feet and spin away from it and run the extra yards into the end zone. Like I was, I was just very, very impressed with his ability to make that play. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a guy that Tommy Condell wants to get the ball and Tim white gets it in any way you can, you know, including handoffs, you know, but the last couple of weeks, for whatever reason, has been quiet. And prior to Braylon Addison's injury, Braylon was taking a lot of the workload uh, as as he should. Um, and for whatever reason, Tim White wasn't as productive in those last two games. And so I remember spells like that in my career. And that big play that sort of ha- that brought him back after that dry spell, you know, there was no no doubt in his mind. You know, he, he, he went out there and he made the play as if that was his seventh catch for the game. And, and it just was, it just is a testament. And it's a spectacular thing to see as a receiver. I just know that he must be feeling like, you know, you know, you know, that's, that's me. That's what I have to offer. And he's got to be really proud of the, of the fact that he was able to do that kind of uh, in a sense out of nowhere. And at such a crucial time in the game, I mean, Matt Schultz to throw that pass, uh, after the all the you know adversity that he's been that he was dealing with in that game uh, due to injury, I mean, and and mm. to to throw that down the field and then for Tim White just to make a spectacular play, uh, that's big time, man. That's that's a, that's that's a big time play, uh, and it's what this team is sort of moving in, in a direction towards. Uh, 
Now, uh, according to Dave Naylor, Dane Evans is day to day, uh, but Matthew Shields looked real formidable in there. You know, the numbers aren't going to jump off the page of you, but what does it mean to have a, a, a competent backup coaches talked about it? This is why you went out and you got a guy like Matthew Shields highly sought after as a backup quarterback in the off season. But what's your confidence level in, uh, in Shields for however long uh, it's going to take Dane to, to get healthy? Yeah. Um, this is, you're exactly right. This is why you do that in the off season, because most guys aren't going to be able to play 18 games, you know, straight through. Um, I remember Hank Burris playing, I think 18 games and he was like 55 years old. Like it was like, <laughs> it was nuts. And, and, you know, some guys have that ability to stay healthy, uh, but it's really, really hard to do. And most of the times, most of the, in most cases, a star, even an outright starter is going to have to take a, a little time off. I think Matt Schultz, uh, you, you really could not ask for more from him. Of course, he's going to identify that interception as something he'd want back um, and rightly so, but it really was a kind of, it kind of unique and a great play by that defender for Toronto. I, I, I just think he went in there and managed very well. And actually after that uh, interception, how often, how often have we seen a second string quarterback come in, make that mistake and then things really start going wrong. Mm. You know, then they start, they start saying, well, I have to make up for that. And I have to force, and I have to definitely have to make this next completion. I have to force this ball in there. I didn't recognize that from Matt Schiltz. Like uh, the quarterbacks, quarterbacks have to be cool headed, level headed and, and think clearly after a touchdown pass or after an interception, uh, you know, and, and I think he's got the, the savviness and the, and just the skill set to do that. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got a, a chill factor to him too. You know, I oh, just yeah. haven't, just having been around him uh, and especially getting to talk to him a little bit more with, uh, with Dane out and him kind of taking the lead. Uh, there, there is something to be said about a chill factor, isn't there? Like, it, like water off the back almost. He, he seems to have that attitude. I agree. Like real, real cool. He's got the hair coming out of the yeah, helmet. Yeah, I mean that. Maybe that's it too. Maybe I just associate that that flow with uh, with chillness. But yeah, he does. He does present that 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 confidence. That oh yeah, know. no, it's authentic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, I agree. And he's uh he's like uh isn't it Sunny from uh, Remember the Titans? Remember that quarterback yeah. with like the long yeah. hair? <laughs> yeah, just he just cool man. That's what you need. Like you, if you get if you're high strung at quarterback, oh, man, you, you just. You, you got to be, if you don't, if you're not perfect, you know, then, then, then the whole glass castle comes falling down and he's uh, he's got that. He's kind of seems to me like more of a gamer where he can really ebb and flow and really stay involved. And that that's what I mean. In the fourth quarter, he was, he was still right in there in the mix, you know, doing what he was going to have to do to win the game. And, and like coach Osh said earlier this week in our show, he's, you know, not, it wasn't just a great fourth quarter, but they've gone into fourth quarters with the lead. In this case, they had to score points. Like they had to make it happen. Uh, and so it, the feeling may have been a little bit different. And I think Matt Schultz handled it very well. Uh, you know what? And we haven't even gotten to uh, Seth Small, who, who was great. Dom Gala. I mean, we talked about special teams, but, you know, I think you and I could probably talk for a long time about uh, what those guys are doing. And I'm yeah. sure we could talk even more about uh, the different kinds of quarterbacks that you can uh, you can have on a football team. But uh, I know you're a busy guy, Luke, so I'll, I'll let you go and I'll encourage everybody to check out your episode of the Coach O Show. And, uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your week, buddy. Louie, talk to you soon, man. Thanks. My thanks to Luke Tasker for joining me today, former Ticat, uh, Ticat's audio network analyst. And did you know 
a pretty great real estate agent in Buffalo. So if you're ever looking for property in western New York on the other side of the Niagara River, uh, Luke Tasker is your guy. Um, check him out at Hunt Realty. He does a great job for us. He does a great job for them, and uh, he's a he's a great buddy. And I always love having him on the show. And uh, I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna lie. And again, off the top, I told you, interest of full disclosure, um, I have not seen Luke as much as I have uh, the past last season. Just because you may have noticed, I don't do Ty Cats pregame anymore, uh, so I happen to be working uh, the other job when I do that. So it was great to connect with Luke on uh, on uh, Twitter on uh, Zoom today or on Riverside, which is the program we use, and uh, would love to see him in person, and would love to see you in person. And uh, I will let you know, I will be out of game uh, at Labor Day. Very much looking forward to being there and uh, seeing all the great fans and uh, celebrating the atmosphere uh, that we've come to expect at uh, Tim. Hortons Field. All right, that'll do it for us today from day two of practice. We're back tomorrow as the Ticats hold their final practice ahead of the uh, the big game on uh, on Saturday. That's when they take on the Montreal Alouettes. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully you'll join us all throughout the week here on the Ticats audio Network. All right, before I go, i got to remind you that uh, Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross in Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. That'll do it for us. We are back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko, hoping you have a great day. TriCast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at TieCats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at TieCats.ca. Subscribe to the TieCats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.